Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 is our text tonight. Our text, Matthew 26. And I want to preach a message, a theme, or the topic tonight is the importance of prayer. The importance of prayer. And the title of my message tonight is You Snooze, You Lose. Come on, write it down. If you got a pen and paper, you snooze, you lose. Our text tonight is talking about disciples. It's talking about Jesus' disciples that fell asleep. Oh, my two brothers at the back know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Amen. Matthew 26, verse 36. If you're there, say amen. Amen. If you're not there, say hold on. All right, Matthew 26. And so verses 36 to 46. While you're turning there, uh, you know, prayer is important. Can you say amen? I mean, to a Christian, to a believer, it's the oxygen we breathe. Amen. Martin Luther King said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. I mean, prayer has got to be our oxygen we breathe. We must depend on prayer. We must depend on prayer like it's the very breath we breathe. It's the oxygen to our Christian faith. Prayer is the power to keep you and I going. Amen. Billy Sunday, one of the preachers of old, he said this, and I quote, If you are a stranger to prayer, then you are a stranger to the greatest source of power. Wow. Let me say that again if you missed that. If you are a stranger to prayer, then you are a stranger to the greatest source of power. Amen. There is power in prayer. Can you say amen? amen. For our church, the prayer is the engine room. Praise the fire where we get together and pray. I mean, that's why I loved last night, the prayer night that we had, touching heaven. I mean, we came and we prayed for these needs and it was like God doing a new thing. God was uh, revealing things into our hearts and lives. God was moving on our behalf. And prayer is so important. I mean, if you're praying at home and you find it a distraction, that's why we have prayer in the building. That's why we open up our building for prayer prayer from six o'clock in the morning some of the other brothers come here a bit earlier but i get here around six o'clock with my two brothers at the back there we come here we pray we seek the lord and i want to encourage you if you if you're not coming to uh, if you're not have a prayer life make this a discipline come and join us because we get here in the morning we pray for 45 minutes and then i share a little devotional just to encourage just to stir us as we go in because prayer is vital to us as believers that's the reason why we pray before service we pray before service so that we can get our hearts prepared for the Word of God, so that we can hear that God can give us uh, our hearts to be ready to receive, that God would change us and mold us and shape us. It's in prayer. I mean, this is why uh, uh, we want to have a culture of prayer in this congregation. Uh, in Strathpine, the, they got um, a prayer before service. And one of the things that you'll notice that when you go to uh, our mother church in Strathpine, you'll notice a buzz. There is a sound of prayer from the engine room in Strathpine. This is an hour before service. And this is what we want to uh, achieve in this congregation is a culture of prayer. Can you say amen? amen? And I felt this stirring in my heart. I felt, you know what, God dealing uh, with uh, certain topics like, man, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is, we're living in the last days and Jesus is coming back. And I felt stirred in my heart to say, you know what, stir the church to pray. Stir a passion for the church to pray because we're living in the end days and Jesus tells his disciples in our text to watch and pray. We're living in a time where, you know what, people who are not praying are so prone to the devices of the enemy. 
When people and believers don't pray, we, uh, you know what, we become vulnerable to temptation. And I want to say, you know what, this is why we pray before service. This is why we have the building open up for prayer. It's not just to put in a calendar, oh yeah, it's not just a nice idea, but it's prayer that gets, gets God's power involved. It's prayer that says, God, we need your presence in the song service. It's God, we need your word to speak through pastor or whoever stands behind this pulpit to preach a word in season for this congregation. When you snooze, you lose. Because there's power in prayer. Can you say amen? Now, in our text, we're going to read from verse 36. And I want to take you on a journey down into the Garden of Gethsemane. Listen to verse 36. I'm going to read down to 46. It says this, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to and he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here, watch with me. Verse 39, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Think about that for a minute. What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Verse 41, this is what I want you to underline and highlight. Let this be, uh, I pray that this Holy Ghost uh, begin to put this upon your heart. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 42, verse 42, again a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away, and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. God, I pray tonight that you administer a word into our hearts, that we would be men and women of prayer. God, I pray, Father God, that you would help us to develop within our lifestyle, God, a discipline of prayer. God, I pray that we would tap into your power, your unlimited resource of power through prayer. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen and amen. So if you're taking note, watch and pray. Watch and pray. In our text, Jesus is telling his disciples, watch and pray. I mean, Jesus was all about that WAP life, watch and pray life. Amen, yeah, you, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> the same language is used for watch. I mean, the same language here, watch, is also translated vigilant, which is found in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, sorry, verse 8. Listen to this verse alone. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I mean, I want you to write this verse down, 1 Peter 5 verse 8, because it gives us a great insight as to what's going on and how it's going to help you develop this prayer life. Sober and vigilant. These words right here mean something. This is talking about a discipline and having a militant attitude. Before he gets to the adversary part, I mean, he's saying be sober. Think about this word, be sober. That word is translated 
self-control. Be sober means you got to have some self-control. So a sub-point, if you could call it sub-point A, let's write down self-control for a minute. And that word right there talks about discipline. Be sober, be vigilant. He's saying, you know what, have some self-control, have some discipline in your life. And this is talking about everything from what you eat and if you're disciplined with your sleep. Are you disciplined with your emotions? I mean, this is talking about uh, being sober, being disciplined in our lives. We haven't even got to the adversary part yet. He's talking about there's, there's a, an issue here that we need to be sober. We need to be disciplined. I mean, most of the times when we have our kids and they stay over at, uh, you know, my dad's house. They love to go to Poppy and Omar's house. And, uh, you know, they, they go there and they eat whatever they like to eat, you know just junk food and everything they, they stay up late and I'm just like you know we go and pick them up and they're just a whole another creature I'm just like man what happened to these angels you know <laughs> it's like oh my goodness they're just completely different they come back I would pick them up they you know they're crying they're whinging they're arguing it's like hey Lord Jesus shut up <laughs> but here's the revelation here's the revelation when I got out of it you know most of us spend most of our time blaming the devil instead it's the lack of your own discipline how many know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, it's the devil. No, no, no. You need to be disciplined and going to bed at a decent hour. No, no. Oh, oh man, I'm just feeling like this attack. Well, no, no, no. You're not disciplined in what you eat. Can I preach tonight? Come on. We need to be disciplined when it comes to our walk with Jesus Christ. And this is what he's saying. Listen, be sober. Doesn't mean, you know what? Oh, listen, you just got to make sure don't drink and everything. No, no. He's talking about a life of discipline. He's talking about, listen, if you want to win some battles... Get some discipline in your life. Go to bed early if you want to wake up and pray early. Come on. He's saying, you know what? Have some discipline and be watchful because, listen, if you don't, Jesus says, watch and pray unless you be, uh, fall into temptation. Jesus was serious about this. Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Right there, he's saying, you know what? I train my body like an athlete trains. I train myself. And so this is talking about this is an active involvement on your part. I mean, for some of you tonight, you need to discipline yourself. You need to cold turkey some things, man. I mean, you need to cold turkey, chuck your phone out. You need to starve that flesh, man. Jesus was serious about this. He said in Mark chapter 9, verse 43, listen to what he says. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched. He's talking about, listen, you need to be disciplined. You need to get rid of some things. Jesus is saying, it's better for you to cut some things off in your life instead of going to hell for the things you couldn't get discipline over. Let me say that again. He was saying it's better for you to cut some things off in your life instead of going to hell for the things that you couldn't get discipline over. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28 says, Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. So he's saying be sober, be uh, be disciplined. And then the second word is be vigilant. Think about this tonight. He's saying be sober, be vigilant. That word is translated. Vigilant is be watchful. This is a militant term as a soldier. You've got to be militant about, you know what, uh, being on guard. Be watchful. Why? Because there's a real enemy. Why? Because you're 
enemy, the adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Brother, my sister, the devil is after your soul. The devil is after your soul. He wants to tempt you. He wants to throw everything at you. And I'm telling you, if you're not praying, if you're not seeking God, the devil is seeking you. And that's, so you've got to have this militancy about your faith that says, you know what? No, I'm going to stand guard. No, I'm going to be watchful. I'm going to watch because the enemy is coming after my soul. And listen, if you're not disciplined, if you're not watchful, you'll fall into all kinds of temptation. Jesus says in our text, verse 41, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Church, we're living in the last days. Jesus is coming back. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Church, we need to pray. We need to pray because I'm telling you, our family depends on it. We need to pray because our marriage depends on it. We need to pray because our children depends on it. You're here tonight because someone prayed for you. You're here tonight because someone was at the altar in tears praying for your soul. You're here saved tonight, delivered because there's people in here that came before service. There's people in Strathpine that were praying for Beanley Congregation to get off its feet, to pray for Beanley Congregation, to get to a place where we are now. They're praying for you. And so he's saying, listen, we need to be watchful in our prayers. Second point, if you're taking note, let's walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Jesus is saying, watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Church, we live in a day and age, can you say amen, where temptation surrounds us every single day. I mean, everywhere you look, there's temptation. Everywhere you go, there's temptation. There's a story found in uh, Genesis chapter 4 verse 7. And it's a story about two brothers. It's a story about Cain and Abel. Cain gets so jealous because God accepts Abel's sacrifice. And Cain is so stinking jealous. He's filled with rage and hatred that he wants to kill his brother. And God, get this right, God steps into what he's facing, what Cain is facing. And this, listen to what he says, Genesis 4 verse 7. God says to him, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, and here's the clincher, but you should rule over it. Write that verse down because it's going to help you. Genesis 4 verse 7, sin lies at the door. Its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. I mean, you have the option tonight. You have the option to open the door to temptation or you have the option to shut it close. Come on. You have the option to say, you know what, I'm just going to open it up here. Yeah, I'll just accept the sin. I'll just be tempted and leave it open for the enemy to come in. But listen, he says here, you should rule over it. I love how God says that. But you should rule over it. I mean, some days, there are, there are some days where you didn't even open the door. I mean, there's some days where you just, man, you're just walking down the street and bam, all of a sudden you're just tempted. I mean, this is the world we live in. It's so sad that everything is now in the open. I mean, you don't have to open the door. It's right there, right in front of you. I mean, I, I remember this, right? I was a young Christian at the time, and I started working in the city. And uh, I'm a new Christian and a single man then, and God blessed me. 
with this amazing job. I went from working as a uh, envelope licker <laughs> and working 19 stories high in the city. I mean, this is like full on a blessing. I'm working in a place called Market Analyst. This is where you, you know, stock market shares, all this completely out of my league, but God blesses me. Anyway, I'm getting into the lift and this is happening. God's blessed me. I'm so, thank you, God. I'm so, you know, so grateful. And uh, every single day, as I'm getting into the lift, there's a girl, right? There's a girl and gets on the lift. Oh, hey, how you going, brother? So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to, oh, Lord Jesus, stay focused, Lord. Stay. And so I'm getting there. And so this is the day. I'm just so sick. I'm tired. I'm coughing, right? I'm getting in the lift, press my button, 19. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and the next minute, all of a sudden, she gets on. And then she's like, oh, you don't seem too well today. You, you know? I was like, yeah, 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 I'm just feeling a bit sick, you know. And she goes, oh, you know, the best thing you should do, you need to get some chicken soup. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I should get some chicken, chicken soup. And she goes, you know what, I make the best chicken soup. I'm like, oh, I'm, really? And she's like, yeah, you should come over. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. And I was like, you know what, right there and then, I was like, man, sin lies at the door. Sin lies at the door with chicken soup in hand. It's like, man, we're, it's right in the open. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. And I remember this story so vividly, so uh, like it was yesterday, because this was the day I started to pray. <laughs> Out of all the days, this was like, you know what, God, I pray today that you would help me at my job. And you know what? I remember telling her, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all good. Thank you. And I avoided her daily. I avoided her like a bad smell. I avoided her so much that, you know, I started to go away. She started to leave me alone. But this is the thing. God gave me a revelation that day about prayer, about walking in the Spirit, about walking in the Spirit of God. Because when we pray, we walk in the Spirit that makes us aware of the evil devices around us. Galatians 5 verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit. So you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not, listen to that, you do not do the things that you wish. You know what, so many times our flesh wants to take over. The, the flesh is weak, Jesus says. But the only way you're going to do it, the only way you're going to get through temptation, the only way you're going to get through your day is when you pray. The only way you're going to get through it is not by your own strength, it's by his spirit. And Jesus says, watch and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. That was a revelation for me that day. I was like, man, God, thank you that throughout my, my time working in the city, I developed this godly conviction to be like, you know what, there's temptation around. I left work. I was working uh, late shifts. And I'm walking out Friday night. There's clubs there. Everything's there. I'm just like, man, I so can go out to the nightclubs just now. But I was like, no, I need to walk in the Spirit. I developed some convictions about prayer because I knew God. I didn't want to go back to the world. There was a battle, but I said, you know what? No, I don't want to live in the flesh anymore. I don't want to go round and round in circles. So I remember getting in prayer. There was times where I'd get off the, the, uh, the train and I'd go to the city botanical gardens and I'd pray there in the morning. I pray, I said, God, you know what, I pray for, for this day. I'm, I'm seeking the Lord. I'm telling you, it was prayer that got me through most of my early Christianity. And I'm telling you tonight, prayer has got to be a part of your life. If it's not a part of your life, it will tear you, it will tear you apart. Make it your lifestyle. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. What an easy verse to remember. Pray without ceasing. That's saying when you pray, keep on praying. When you pray, don't stop praying. Pray, pray, pray. Jesus, in Mark chapter 1 verse 31, Jesus got up early and prayed. 
Listen to this. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. How many of you this tonight would ever say, you know what, man, I get up in the morning and I pray. I mean, if Jesus, the one who would go out into all the, uh, the cities, the towns, and he'd be preaching, he'd be healing people. I mean, so depleted of energy throughout the day, preaching, teaching, healing people everywhere. I mean, it's frustrating and it's also tiring. It's fatigue. You know what? You, but yet he was able to take time out and find refreshment, to find a refilling again, where in a place where he found he could pray. Jesus prayed in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. I mean, before you make any decisions in life, before you go after someone, a relationship, seek first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added. I'm telling you, there's a blessing when you trust in God. There's a blessing when you seek him in prayer. I'm telling you, there is power when you pray. You can have dominion over temptation. You can have victory over that thing that you're struggling with. Because James 5.16 says, The effective fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Come on, we got to be a people of prayer because when you snooze, you lose. When you begin to snooze, I'm telling you, there ain't no power to your life. When you snooze, I'm telling you, you're walking out on eggshells and you're like, man, you're getting hit by every single thing that comes at you. You got to pray. You got to find some place to pray. And in our text, Jesus finds his disciples sleeping. He finds them sleeping, and the result of these disciples that night is that they ran away. I want to tell you, be a man and a woman of prayer. Walk and live in the Spirit. Jesus said the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Live in the Spirit. To live in the Spirit is to pray. To live in the Spirit is to worship God. To live in the Spirit is to come to church, make it a conviction. To live in the Spirit is to feed off the Word of God. To live in the Spirit is to, uh, you know what, uh, sing unto the Lord, worship Him. Galatians 5 verse 16 again. I then say this, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit. There's a war between the flesh and the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. I mean, think about Jesus for a second. In our story, he's, he prays to God three times, four times actually. He says that he went back and prayed the same thing again. And he, the same thing, he prayed, God, if this is, you know what, not your will, let it pass from me. I mean, at his weakest point, he could have just said, you know what, now forget this. But yet he decided, you know what, not my will, but your will be done. You know what, prayer doesn't change your situations. Prayer changes you and I to handle these situations. I mean, so many times we're like, God, deliver me. God's like, no, 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 I'm developing you in prayer. God wants to do something in you. This is what prayer is. It's not, God, you're a genie, do this for me. No, 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 no. It's a relationship with Jesus where God begins to change us. Prayer doesn't change our situations. Prayer changes us to handle those tough situations. This is what it means to walk in the Spirit. This is what it means to do His will even when it hurts. When Jesus returns, I mean, this is sobering. When Jesus returns, will he find his church, his bride asleep? Will he find you asleep in sin, in temptation, not doing his will? Or will he find you watchful, sober, watchful, that when he returns, 
He'll take us into the heavenly place. I mean, t- I'm telling you, watch and pray and walk in the spirit. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message on prayer tonight. Simple message. You snooze, you lose. There's power in prayer. We miss out on the greatest source of power when we don't pray. I want to give an invitation tonight. Maybe you're here in this place and you're not right with God. Tonight, I want to give an invitation. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. My question to you tonight is this. Where will you spend eternity? If you were to die tonight, if you were to step out of this church, and if you were to die tonight, would you make heaven your home? Jesus says to the born-again believer, He says to the Christian, when this person dies, this is what He says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. But then He says to another category of people, those who don't know Jesus, those who don't have a relationship with Him, He says these words, Depart from me, for I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. Many will say, Lord, Lord. Many will say, did not we do this? And I will say, depart from me, I never knew you. You know what? You can come to church. You can sing the songs. You can say, yeah, I know Jesus. The real question that I want to ask you is, does he know you? If you were to die in your sin, will he say, welcome, uh, well done, good and faithful? Or will he say, depart from me? If you're here tonight and you're not right with God, You know you wouldn't make heaven your home, but you'd spend eternity in hell for all eternity. Listen, if that's you tonight, I want you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, preacher, pray for me. I'm not saved, but I want forgiveness. I want Jesus Christ to forgive me. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If that's you tonight, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you know that's you. You're not right with God. Can you lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Lift your hand tonight. You be honest before God and say, yep, preacher, that's me. I'm not right with God. The Bible says God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus. Whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the good news, my brother, my sister. Jesus took your shame. Jesus took your sins. He took the punishment that we all deserve and He died on the cross. And He took your place. Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God. You're not saved. Won't you lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a relationship with Christ, but you've gone back into your own ways. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. God sees your hand. Come on, this is just between you and, and God tonight. Lift your hand. You be honest. Say, yes, that's me. This might be your last opportunity. You never know. You can stand in eternity in just a few moments. He can come back. Are you right with your God tonight? Lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. I need to be forgiven. I need to accept Jesus in my life. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, preacher, that's me. Amen. Church, these altars are open. Why don't we come and find a place to pray right now? If you're here tonight and you don't, you know what, this message has challenged you in any way to maybe, you know what, be disciplined in your life. You know, if, if you find most of your battles that you're losing, discipline your life. Set some goals, some boundaries. Don't charge the phone in your bedroom. Leave all the electronics in the kitchen. Have a zone for them. Say, you know what, this kitchen is a zone for the electronics to be charged in bed. Don't bring them into your bedroom where you be tempted all night. Go to bed at a reasonable hour. I mean, disciplines. 
Watch what you eat. Discipline yourself in, in these areas. Come on, what do we find a place to pray and say, you know what, God, tonight I want to I wanna make some decisions. God, I want to make some commitments, Lord God, that I will pray, that I'll seek you in the morning, that I'll seek you, Lord God, with all my heart and soul. God, I pray tonight that you develop within this congregation men and women, Lord God, who are disciplined, men and women, Lord God, who, Lord Jesus, would continue, Lord God, to seek you in prayer. Lord, we're living in a times, Lord God, where temptation surrounds us. And I pray, Father God, that you'd help us, Lord, to walk in the Spirit, not to walk according to our own lusts or our own desires. Lord, not walking according to our own will, but Lord, just as you did, not my will, but your will be done. God, help us, Lord Jesus, to surrender our hearts to you, that we will do your will and not our own. Oh, God, change us as we pray. Change us, Lord God, as we seek you, Lord God, as we come in your presence. Fill us, refresh us, Lord God, with the unlimited power, God, the resources, Lord God, that's through you alone, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift up uh, prayers right now before the Lord. You pray, you seek the Lord. Maybe God's dealing with you about uh, prayer right now. That you know what? You got to make a decision to pray in the morning. To not snooze. But to pray. You snooze, you lose. But when you pray, you slay.